0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Path 11 podcast. For those of you who are listening, I just want to remind you that you can head on over to Path 11 TV and you can actually watch this interview. Uh, We have all of our Path 11 podcasts um, on video for you to watch if you like to do that instead of listen. So that's path11tv.com. Also know that you could sign up for a seven day free trial to check out all of the content that we have there. Our guest today is actually going to also be a guest on Path 11 TV in the spring of 2020. 2021. Not going to reveal what month yet, but um, our goal is to have speakers come on Path 11 TV once a month. We're trying to schedule it on the 11th of the month, and uh, we're hoping that they will be able to interact live with our audience. So Marla might be giving some readings when she comes on. And my guest today is Marla Goldberg. Um, I would like to welcome her. She is an energy healer, an intuitive speaker, teacher, host of Guided Spirit Conversations podcast. So if you are looking for another podcast, That um, talks about spirituality. Why don't you go ahead and bookmark, find guided spirit. Conversations podcast. She's also the co-founder of the Global Consciousness Summit and the Global Consciousness Development Circle, also known as GCDC. Um, she has uh, written a great title of a book. Let us <laughs> let me tell you that. Uh, plug your ears if you're a little sensitive. She's a best-selling author of My Fucking Long Journey to Loving Myself, A Guide to a Shorter Path. I think I fell in love with her immediately as soon as I read the title <laughs> of that book. So, um Love it. Love it when that happens. And Marla is going to share parts of her story. She really kind of hit her own rock bottom in 2003. That kind of took her on her spiritual quest. She met a spiritual teacher, ended up attending a school. She'll tell us more about this. She's trained in over 24 unique modalities, um, learned about 14 healing techniques when she was working with her spiritual teacher. She went on to uh, create many businesses. Uh, She's working with people. Like I said, she's a podcast host. This woman is doing it all. So I just uh, love, love that she's here as a guest and Marla, welcome to the show. Thank you, April. I'm so happy to be here. Yes, I'm so so happy to have you and I love your glasses. I mean, I love following you on Instagram and your social media posts because you're always just so lively and bright and you wear like different pairs of glasses all the time. (laughs) Actually, you uh, reminded me in one picture of one of my favorite um, singers, Tori Amos. Tori Amos wears really awesome uh, glasses that you have and the red lipstick and everything. She's so (laughs) diva. Um, She's a a famous uh, pianist and just is a singer songwriter, beautiful. Music. So, um, oh, yeah. So, you. anyway, I love the glasses. And <laughs> I'm really excited to kind of hear about your spiritual journey. You know, take us back to 2003 and let us know kind of what was going on before all of this stuff now has been created. So, excuse me for this, but for mm-hmm.
1: some reason, I'm having an allergy thing. Um, to answer your question. So, in 2003, I found myself in a really bad marriage. It was, it was horrific. Um, He was an alcoholic. He was abusive verbally, not physically. Um, I had adopted his two children and it just, everything was up for grabs. And I became really depressed and I didn't know what to do. And at one point I thought I was having a heart attack. I had had chest pains and they were getting stronger and stronger. And finally it was a Sunday and I, I tried to wake him up to, to let him know, I, I think I'm having a heart attack. And I need to go to the hospital and he wouldn't get up. So I drove myself to the hospital and I think it took hours before he actually realized I was even gone. And he called me on the cell phone and he goes like, where are you? I'm at the hospital. Long and short, he and the children came, stayed for like 10 minutes and left. And I was like, this is my life. And I just didn't know what to do, where to go. I was so despondent. And there was a woman's conference uh, in Evanston, Illinois, and there was a woman talking about how to heal yourself. And I thought... Okay, well, nothing else is working. I might as well check that out. And everything she said resonated with me. But what I didn't realize is that this was my entree into my spiritual path. I mean, I, she, I shared a one day informational. I went. It was really hard for me to wrap my mind around what she was talking about. But there was that little voice in my head that kept saying, You have nothing to lose. You have nothing to lose. You have nothing to lose. So I signed up and before I realized it, I'm going to a mystery school. And in my first, the first day of the first modality in the morning, we meditated. She showed us how to meditate and I had my first known psychic experience. And so we were giving partners information and I kept praying, please give me something, please give me something because to my knowledge, I was, you know, as dense as a door and I wasn't going to be able to receive anything. And I didn't want to disappoint my partner. And I got three visions. Um, one was a child's hand playing piano. One was a braid being cut and it turned into a rope bridge. And those were the three things I've seen. And when I told her what I received, everything resonated with her she grew her hair long she cut her she would grow it so long and then she'd cut her braid off and keep her braid um she lived somewhere where she had to go over a rope bridge to get to town and back and she was teaching her children how to play piano it was i was like oh my god but It was a long three years um, because we had to, our teacher's philosophy was you have to clean out your own closets before you can help anyone clean out theirs. So I had a lot of work done on me by myself, but also with fellow students and did a lot of work on other people to develop and hone the skills.
0: Yeah, it's wonderful when I think that moment kind of happens that uh, I had a similar moment happen in my very first Reiki training kind of knew I always had a little bit of intuitive ability, but when I uh, gave my first Reiki healing, I had those visions too, not those visions, but different ones. And I remember sharing them uh, with my, the partner of this, this woman that I was working with. And I was so surprised that these things that I was seeing that I thought I was making up were actually intuitive, you know, psychic visions. So um, that moment tends to open up such a door that where your life changes like in that instant. So I'm sure yours did as well, you know, for those three years that you were going through this training
1: well it, is, it did and it made me stronger as a human being and less fearful of what's going to happen and more trusting that i it, that spirit had my back and everything did align you know the more faith and trust you have in my opinion the more you're going to find the results of that trust and faith you're going to there's going to be little breadcrumbs taking you down a path yeah you're taking you to the the place you need to be
0: so I know that you're trained in many different, you yes. know, unique healing modalities. Um, I know it's probably hard to ask you to pick your favorite baby, right? Because, you know, mm-hmm. I, I I resonate a lot with... Um, kind of the the work that you do. And I have gotten so many trainings myself, and I'm so grateful for that. At first I thought, I don't know if you had this experience, like, well, I'm kind of like this jack of all trades. I have all these different techniques and a toolbox because every person is the same yet so different. And certain modalities resonate and work better with other people's energies than other ones do. So I've always been really happy that I had training in many different areas. And it's kind of hard to pick one. But if you could maybe pick one or two to talk about maybe the ones that you use the most or you've seen really just mind-blowing healings happen for your clients, which ones would you choose? Spiritual response therapy.
1: And it's a therapy where you clear blocks, programs, and imprints on your Akashic records, your soul records. Ah. And so, I mean, I was a client before I started practicing it and it turned my divorce outcome around. And I you know I couldn't believe it. It was amazing. And as soon as I got divorced, I called my practitioner, and I said, "When's your next basic class? I need to learn how to do this. This is amazing. You know, from two I, my divorce went almost three years and for over two of them, everything went my husband's way because the judge and the name partner of the law firm were friends. And it just seemed like everything was going their way. And I started working with SRT and all of a sudden things are going my way. And his lawyers are scratching their head going, what? What's going on here? And at the end of the day, we did go to trial. We mistrialed. We went to another trial. Um, But the day, the the Friday before the trial, my lawyer said, let's do a Hail Mary. And they decided to, uh, they agreed to settle before we had to go to trial and it was amazing because the outcome was so beneficial for me, and the lawyer on the other side, they were so used to actually bringing the other party to their knees, and they didn't get me to my knees, and to this day they're still probably wondering, why are we not winning as many cases as we were winning? And that's SRT. And the other modality I love, it's just fun, is Chinese face reading. Oh, that's cool. It's so much fun because you're never bored. Definitely, if you're traveling, you're never bored because you just look at people. And so what it is is, so your facial features, how large, how small, where they're placed is one part of the puzzle and your birth date patterns are the other part. And together, they give you a big picture of who you are and what kind of characteristics you have and maybe where you might be stuck and ways to get out of it.
0: Wow. So that would be actually a really fun thing to do on Path 11 TV for our listeners. Because, you know, we can probably bring people into a Zoom room or something similar to this, where you may be able to get their birthday, re- take a look at their face and give them maybe a little bit of information, just a little tease.
1: Well, I could tell you about your face. Sure. When looking at your face, you're you're very intuitive. Respect is really important to you um, you can, is your hair naturally curly? No,
0: I put some curls in it okay. for you. Well, it's not straight, but yeah, I have to put the curls to make it look Maybe. like this.
1: Yeah. There's okay. Well, you know, we all have to quaff. I mean, there's no <laughs> heads or butts about it. You know, I don't walk out of my, my, you know, I don't wake up looking like this, so. <laughs> but, um, you know, so you've got, You've got a mixture. We all do. We we have primary and secondary features, and so one of your features shows that you are. Aesthetics are really important to you, and now you could be one of two ways. You could either be a minimalist, or you could go where there's a hoarding, where there you you feel like things you don't have enough. There's not enough, and you have the. T- Not that you do personally, but this particular pattern has a tendency to become hoarding-like, you know, because you're just worried you're not going to have enough in life. Great hostess, Um, you really want to take care of people and you want to make their experience good. Um, Respect is really important. Being treated appropriately is very, very important to you, but you do things with kindness yeah, you know you're you're gentle on how you approach things. Even if you're angry, you're not gonna lamb-based somebody. Um, you'll try to be find another, a, a kinder path to it. But being acknowledged is really important to you. You know, if you're doing something, um, your talents, your gifts, being acknowledged is is important to you. And also, you have to be careful about wearing your heart on your sleeve. Are you very trusting with your heart?
0: Yeah, I, I have been been burnt a couple of times with that. Yes, a little bit of naive, uh, you know, just feeling like I believe the good in a lot of people, and sometimes that doesn't always happen. But yeah.
1: Well, I think that essentially everybody does have the ability to be good, and you know, and, and as intuitives as and empaths, you tend to look at the soul part rather than the the actual human at times. Yes. And so, and then you're like, oh, but they've got such a beautiful soul, um, or they've got such a nice energy, but they might not be the nicest of people, and it, it can be confusing. Hmm. But it's just need to discern, um, you know. I call it, you know, just discern before you you bring them closer. You know, mm-hmm. take things slowly. You know, make it a waltz, not a cha-cha or a fast, <laughs> or a fast step. Yes, you
0: know? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Been learning that as I get older. Yeah. Wow, that's fascinating. I th- it would say anybody that knows me would say a lot of that that you had mentioned is true. I would say I'm I'm more of the minim- minimalist, definitely not a hoarder, but the aesthetics um I get a lot of compliments when people come over to my house, my office, um, beauty is definitely very important. Like my surroundings need to feel not only for me, but beautiful, you know, for people when they walk in, that's just so important for me to, for, to elicit people having a certain feeling when they walk through the door of my office, um, and my house. So I would say that that's definitely true. Wow. That's just so amazing that you can do that just by looking at the face. I, I love it. Thank you. Yeah. And, and I'd like to know a little bit more about the um, SRT is what it's called? Spiritual response therapy. Response therapy. So, um, we've had maybe one or two people come on the show a while ago talking about the Akashic records. Mm -hmm. And so, when, you know, maybe we can use your own personal example. When you were beginning to clear your Akashic records and then things started to turn around for you for your divorce, um, what were you kind of cleaning up in the Akashic records? And maybe you can, for people who are very new to that term, maybe you can just explain what the Akashic records are and then. And what is it in that type of healing modality are we looking to clear and clean up for ourselves so things turn out to be better?
1: Okay, so think of your Akashic Records like a big giant file cabinet or like your hard drive, and it holds all your information. It it holds everything from, from the moment of your conception to this very millisecond. Everything is written down there. And so every incident, every thought, every whether it's good or bad, you know, every action is in there. And not only that, what people have done to you and how you've reacted to it. So it's not necessarily what somebody does that will give you an imprint, but it's your reaction to it that'll mm-hmm. give you the imprint. So, for example, um, if somebody feels abandonment, you know, they, they have an abandonment issue, but yet, um, well, all kids have a f- in their current life f- feel this because like if their mama goes away and, you know, to go run an errand and they're sleeping and they wake up and somebody else is there, there's this immediate fear of abandonment. Like, where's my mother? You mm-hmm. know, they're crying for their mother. Well, that's imprinted in your Akashic records. Um, and so what happens? So these imprints or blocks from past lives could be brought into your current life or you could have made them in your current life. Hmm. And they block the flow, they block what's going on. And it could be between, so you and I could have had, you know, it's no, it's no a surprise that you and I are talking. We've had uh, situations in past lives. They may not have been, you know, your immediate family kind of relationship, but we wouldn't be in each other's lives today if we didn't have some sort of paths crossing at some point.
0: Hmm. Interesting.
1: And so, um, there's a possibility that when well, you've looked at somebody from across the room, maybe not today, but when you were younger and you go, oh I just don't like the feeling that I get from this person or, oh my God, I'm so drawn to this person. What mm-hmm. are past life experiences that are bringing you, you so see, you're feeling the energy of the person and going, oh, I don't like, because you might've done something to them or they might've done something to you. And then, again, if you feel someone you're drawn to, well, you might have had a closer kind of relationship with them, a friendship, um, a love relationship, you know, something like that, or or a familial relationship with them. And you're just sort of recognizing them from another lifetime.
0: Wow. Okay. So then when you're going in and I'm sure there's probably some knowledge when you're working with a facilitator or somebody like you that's trained in this to help to maybe understand the dynamic between the relationship or the soul contract or, you know, what's going on with the person. And then are you doing something emotionally in the energetic system of, of your client to help them to reprocess that? Or is it just an acknowledgement?
1: No. So what we do is we have a, a book of charts, and we've got our main chart, which is like our mainframe, you know, which directs you to all the other programs that are in there. And so we work with a pendulum in the charts and, mm. you know, we will, you know, there's a process to prepping for work. And then we find out what do we need to work on? Show me, you know, show me what it is I need to work and it'll send me to a chart. And then on the chart, it's like, okay, show me, you know, what program we need to work on. And it will bring up a program. And so I'll always ask, is this a root program or not? If it's the root program, we I will then ask, does it need to be researched, yes or no? If it says no, there's just, you know, a command and you clear it. If it says yes, then we get into what we call research. And this is the great stuff. This is the fun stuff. Because, you know, like we keep it down to three characters. I call them characters. But it, you let first, so for example, if we had a present life already happened, I would say, how old was April? And then it would say, let's say you're 10. So you would be the first character. And it's like, how many total characters? So we will say two or three. Well, it could say one, it could just be you. But it's rare. Um, and then you bring other characters. It's like, who's the character? So it could be mother, father. And then we find out is this religious lifetime? Is this a non-religious lifetime, and then who was hurt, who was responsible for the pain, you know, for the damage. Um, and the if the third person is like, were they part, were they also hurt? Were they responsible? Or were they just a, a, an observer? Mm-hmm. And then we find out what the energies and motions are. We I limit them to the six top ones at the most. It could be two, it could be one. Um, and then we go through it, and what uh, what happens a lot of times is people say, "Oh, that sounds like my brother Harry," or "That sounds like this guy I know, Judd," or "This gal I know, you know, Poppy." But you know, and and then we just clear what ha- what's going on between you in that lifetime, and then we don't, you know, you check to make sure the lifetime is cleared, how accurate, how long it'll stick, you know, is the program cleared before you move on to the another one. And if it says no, you do more research. If it says yes, you move
0: on to the next program. Wow. And so in your experience and maybe seeing this in other clients' experiences, what's the big shift that tends to happen after doing this work? Well, I'll
1: talk about my experience because I can. Uh, For me, it was interesting because I didn't feel any physical changes but what I found is when I would go to court, because when I, this is when I was a client, all of a sudden, I, like I said, the judge would start be ruling on my behalf, where he had not done that in over two years. Hmm. And when it came time, I, you know, I had to get maintenance, temporary maintenance, and he gave me a dollar amount and my lawyers dropped, his judges dropped and he goes, what are you doing? He goes, and he has never given anyone that amount of money before. He was known for being somewhat stingy and not, you know, you know, pay, you know, giving enough to really live your life, especially if you have children. Mm-hmm. And so that was number one. And then, um, you know, we kept on going on and on. And then when we had our pretrial, the judge gave a whole laundry list of things that I should have. And, My ex husband's attorney said, "Absolutely not. There's no effing way this is going to happen." You know, Mm -hmm. and they were they were just pissed that this judge would even say she she deserves as much as I do. And they fought it. They fought it. And then at the pretrial, I got ninety five percent of what the judge said I should have. Wow! And that was that was like that was the jaw dropping part. Like. Oh, my God. You know, and of course, with everything I had gone through, I'm like, well, that's not enough. But in hindsight, um, the fact that I got as much
0: as I did was
1: unprecedented with
0: this judge. Wow. It kind of reminds me a little bit of one of my other teachers who's... Um you know, a, a nuclear physicist, um, but has gone on. Tom Campbell is his name. We've had him on the show. Many people have heard me talk about um, experiences that I've had with him, trainings with him. And he he talks about more of this like scientific way that we can change the future probability outcome of things that happen in our life um, by kind of going in with our consciousness where we can be able to see different outcomes that might be out there for us in our lives, but, um, you kind of have the ability to be able to, uh, change the probability of certain future outcomes if it has not yet been set yet. And that's what it reminds me of with this, because the judge didn't make a decision yet. And here you are working on your consciousness, right? And you may have been healing stuff in past lives, which then has the ability to kind of change the probability of the future outcome of things. Um, similar to like lab results, let's say Somebody gets uh, maybe hasn't gotten a cancer diagnosis yet, but is suspected, but we have to do some lab work. And if you're able to go in and facilitate some healing, maybe do some more of the meditation, mm-hmm. seeing the future self as healed, that that lab work or the probability of it being something has the ability to change within the realm. So.
1: It's true. And when you asked, you know, who, you know, what did I clear? So we cleared between my ex-husband and I, we cleared between the judge and I, we cleared Mm -hmm. between his lawyers and I, we cleared Mm -hmm. between my lawyers and I. And what's interesting is he had a female lawyer and that lawyer just hated me. I mean, she just would give me dagger eyes constantly. And to find out I had more past lives with her than I had with my (laughs) ex-husband.
0: Wow. You know, and you you bring up a really interesting thing. I guess I never even paid any mind to or thinking that... You know, even all of the guests that I have on, that I could have some sort of past life connection with them. I guess I kind of thought maybe that there were random people that would come into each lifetime that maybe you would meet. But sometimes I get confused when we talk about soul contracts, soul groups, and who we interact with. But um, thank you for opening up that door for me because I guess gotcha. I never, never would have thought, um, you know, in doing maybe the work that I'm doing, that there was already a past life connection. Maybe I was thinking that I'm just creating that connection in this lifetime, but. That's cool to think about
1: well and especially because most people who are walking down the metaphysical path they are older souls Mm -hmm. there are very few young souls if any you know going down this path this way yeah and what's interesting i just had a guest on my show and and we were talking about my past lives and i was up north and saw him in person and he was telling me about what it was just fascinating about my my family my mother my father my sister my brother and how he goes you know they were all they're all much younger souls than you are I mean, I've, I found I've have past lives that go back 5,000 years. So I'm in, I'm, he goes, you're ancient. And I'm like, really, you're yeah. really going to call me ancient.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's funny you say that because, um, you know, adults would always remark when I was younger and I've met children who I can see our old souls that people would always say that to my mom, you know, my dad, oh, she's an old soul. Um, and yeah, I've, I've had some interesting past life regressions that have brought me back. Um, one of them was like biblical BC time or something. It was like mm-hmm. really interesting, but yeah. Wow. Fascinating stuff. So I want to take some time to, to talk about, cause I haven't heard of this before. I want to learn a little bit more and have you tell our audience about the, the global consciousness development circle. So what is that? And, uh, I want to, I just want to learn more about it. So, thank you. I appreciate it. So, we are
1: in the process of launching. We're hoping to launch within a month. We have just launched our crowdfunding campaign on Indiegogo. And so, what it is, is we want to help raise consciousness. My my uh, colleague and I, Mike Cavalli, and we want to help raise consciousness and help people as they're walking down this this spiritual path, whatever their path is, whether they're just starting or whether they're seasoned. And so we call it the definitive educational platform for continuing personal growth and spiritual growth. And what we do is we have some of the most amazing teachers. They're so powerful in what they do, um, who are on our faculty. We offer live and recorded meditations, blogs, vlogs. We're going to be holding special events, both virtual and live, once this COVID and everything opens up to our new new. Um, And so I'm really excited to tell people about it because, I mean, we've got some really brilliant educators you know, who are powerful in what they do and they want to share. They really are are
0: anxious and excited to share what they have with the world. Yeah. So tell me, tell me more about the Indiegogo, um, platform. And is that to raise money for, for this to start up? Yeah. So tell us more about that. So is it kind of similar to Kickstarter? I'm, I'm, I'm used to Kickstarter campaign. I've heard of Indiegogo before.
1: It's, it's very, it's like Kickstarter or crowd, there's other crowdfunding. There's another one. Um, GoFundMe. It's very much like that. Um, And we like this because they have flexible, flexible funding, which means if you don't raise all of it, whatever you raise, you keep. And we have amazing perks that go along with it. So since GCDC or Global Consciousness Development Circle is membership-based, you don't have to be a member to take classes, but the members get discounts to everything. So anything that has a price on it, whether it's in our store, a class, a meditation a you know, something that somebody might put up that they might charge a special event, whoever's a member gets a discount. And the membership is under $50 a year. So we wanted to try to make it really cost effective for our our members, but we wanted to give them something. And so with the campaign, we're offering really fun perks. So... um, you can get six months of membership. You can get a year of membership. With larger amounts, we go into sponsorship. And so in addition to membership, you will also have your name not only, you know, on our contributors page, but you'll have it on the pages. And you'd be thanked for everything, hmm. you know, for on everything, on every piece of marketing material, whether it's social social based or email based, you know, all our sponsors will be on there. So we have, um, four levels of sponsorship. And then we have like, I call it the King Kong of sponsors, but it's, we only have one spot and it is for a host sponsor for a year. So you have all this recognition for one year on all of our marketing materials, plus verbal shout outs. And You get um, a session with Mike or myself and you get, um, I think there's something more in there, but it's, but it's really, it's really
0: a lot of swag for Mm -hmm. the contribution. Nice. And if people go to Indiegogo, uh, how would they actually find your page to be able to donate or take a look at all of the different options?
1: So the direct link is https colon slash slash igg.me slash at slash gcdc but if you just want to go into indiegogo i would just put global consciousness development circle in the search and it will bring you up and it's just launched so you can check that and that'll make it
0: happen quicker for you but no. it's
1: a pretty ethereal kind of logo
0: yeah <laughs> well we'll definitely make sure that we get that link in the show notes too for you thank you i appreciate can it and take a look at that and if people are interested in contacting you for an individual session. Let my audience know what else uh, do you offer one-on-one base with, with you?
1: So to find me, it's Marla Goldberg with two Rs, like the sign behind my (laughs) Mm -hmm. head.com. And you'll see, I really, out of all the modalities I use, I sort of whittled it down to four. So it's the SRT, Chinese face reading, space clearing, and I, I call it guided, guiding your spirit conversations, play on my podcast, but it is about, um, you know, it's, it's having a reading, you know, getting input as to what I find, what I'm seeing for you. I'm also speaking um, on the power of forgiveness and the power of choice on the presentmomentinc.org's um, through their Zoom room, Zoom Power Learning Room uh, on the 4th and 5th of November.
0: Wonderful, and you have other products on your website. Her books. We didn't really get a chance to go in and and talk a lot about your books, but I can see them back there. That you have, you know, the two of them there, and um, and I just want to thank you, you know, for being a guest on the podcast. Thanks for taking the time to read my face. <laughs> <laughs> my pleasure, April. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't expecting that, but that's that's a lot of fun. And um, you know, I'm such a people watcher too. I bet you, I would love to learn something like that. Um, so much and fun. Yeah, and I'm really looking forward to having you back on on our other channel, Path 11 TV, in the spring. And uh, hopefully by then, you know, the struggle is real, getting subscribers, right? And really yeah. getting the word out. It's, it's not even so much, um, you know... It, of, of that. It's just letting people know there, there's so many things out there, right? And there's that, even more now since this, uh, since COVID. Yeah. And I think the world is going to start seeing people like yourself, myself, you know, the light workers that are here on this planet, we have to rise to the call to begin to get this information out there. So I think so much of stuff that you're doing, what we're doing is finally going to be kind of saturated. It's going to become the mainstream has no choice. You know, because people really need to find better ways to live they we need to wake human beings up to connect with spirit and their soul
1: and it's here's so the important. thing there are people that are, are going to do this and the majority of them I feel are going to but I truly feel that there are people that just are still in the dark and they it, it might not be their time this lifetime it might be
0: the next lifetime when they've had time to evolve and ascend yeah. Well, I think you and I are going to both keep shining the light, trying to wake people up, Yes, bring them out of the dark, uh, you know, high beams on all the way. I love and, that. Uh, yeah. And um, yeah. And I would really love, we'll talk more, but um, I would say for our listeners of the path 11 podcast, keep an eye on path 11 TV. Uh, we will have a schedule of speakers and people that will be coming on live each month. Marla's going to be one of them. I would love for you to do this Chinese Chinese face reading. If we, We can figure out how to kind of get people, um, you know, into possibly a Zoom room so you can actually see them or have people submit pictures. We'll figure it out. We're going to make it happen. Um, That would be nice for you to just display your skills in that and uh, to show people a totally different type of, um, you know, unique modality that you offer. So thank you so much for being a guest. Thank you, April appreciate it yes and uh and i hope everyone enjoyed this uh stay tuned we have some more guests that are coming up and i would say if you are used to listening to the podcast why don't you head on over and try and watch an episode and an interview um especially marla's got a beautiful background too it's, it's oh, a lot you. of fun <laughs> um i try to spruce mine up a little bit i move from one room to another and i have some of my you know music stuff back here I My altar behind me there's a lot of stuff going on in the back but um yeah so trying to give some people something else to look at than just my blue bedroom wall there so <laughs> <laughs> all right marla we'll take care Keep, thanks uh, april fun and light do doing good work and uh, thank you, you as well and okay. i appreciate and i'm grateful for you thank you Thanks again for listening, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that show. And don't forget to head on over to path11tv.com. Grab your annual membership for $59. Remember, that is 40% off the regular price. So I really want you to take advantage of our launch deal of $59. You get over 75 hours of content that we have on there. So head on over to path11tv.com. Take advantage of the annual membership. All right, guys, take care.